It's funny that that uh, sound, when it gets started recording, it doesn't pop up on the actual recording. Um, so it's, it sounds weird. It always like weirds people out. And then I have to jump into my little beginning part here. But mm. um, yeah, it's, uh, it goes like now recording. And then they all have to, like we all sit up in our chairs. But everybody, this is another episode of The End with Adam. Uh, I'm here live from Los Angeles, the ninth circle of hell, as you all know. Um, I am uh, joined digitally by um, two really interesting people. One I know quite well. One I'm getting to know pretty well, I'd say, from the two different attempts we've done of trying to record this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. We've got Pauline, and I'm going to try your last name. Tell me if I, if I mess it up. Pauline Guillot. Is that how I would say it? Gilo. Gilo. See, okay. Gilo. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, Quentin Obonyak. Uh, yeah, that was, enough. I think as I think I'll, it'll take another 10 years, but we'll get there one day, I think, Quentin. <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you're, you're close, close, man. You're, you're close. close. <laughs> These guys are live from Lyon, France, um, which is, I believe, in the south of France. Is that correct, guys? Yeah, sort of, sort of like south Midwest, higher part of the south. Okay, okay. Um, so I know both of you guys, um, you know, have a lot of stuff that you kind of have experienced and like about America, like one of them being, you know, movies, uh, obviously like TV and all the great kinds of, uh, artwork that comes out of here. But, you know, before we get into like movies and stuff, like I'm, I'm actually just curious, like what kind of music do you guys like, uh, collectively, like both of you? Um, well, for me, it's rap in general, like French rap, American rap, uh, even German rap. Uh, yeah. Then that would be maybe classic French music, like from the 60s, 70s. Not not pop music though, more like proper classic, like what you could expect to listen to on like very, uh, yeah, not nostalgic radio stations. And rock and roll in general. Yeah, right. So, like, when you guys were growing up, like, where would you, like, would it be at, I guess, probably on the radio, right? But, like, where were you guys kind of getting exposed to, like, the most American music? Like, would there be, like, a particular club you would go to or, a, you know, a record store or a spot? Like, how would it work? Well, American, American movies is really available everywhere. everywhere. Uh, I, I think, think if you... If you're, you're listening, listening to radio, radio in France, France you will have as, as many American songs than uh, French songs. Right, so, oh, okay. So, so just, just listening to the radio, you're, you're already quite exposed to American music growing up. Yeah, okay. What was some of the first stuff you gravitated towards, like, that you really fucked with? Oh, <laughs> uh, right now I'm thinking of, like, Sean Paul, Akon, but I was yeah. very young. Hell yeah. But that's the, uh, but that's world music. That's not even rap. That's just world music. We're talking about Sean yeah. Paul. Come on now. That's just. I mean, every, no, yeah. Back, back then, we still have we still had like Fifty Cent, Eminem. You know, it was in the early uh, right. two thousand years. I was more into Black Eyed Peas and Outkast. Okay. okay. Oh, Why is that? good. Yeah. 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 Why is that? And Britney Spears. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> we all love we all love Britney, and we all are praying for Britney right now. She's going through to- some things. Toxic is objectively a great song. <laughs> It, it really is. is. It, it is. It really is. And then because it was produced by Pharrell, so obviously it's good. Yeah, totally. I was just gonna <laughs> say it's it's a Neptune's banger, so it's just it's got that, right. you know. Mm. Yeah, but Definitely. so so okay. See, so for you, it was like that's southern rap. That's uh, 
Outcast, mm-hmm. even Britney Spears from Louisiana, technically. Uh, but um, that's Outcast and 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 um, who'd you say the second one was? You said Outcast and Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas, yeah. Okay, okay. And what 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 got you into Outcast? Like, where'd you first hear it? Do you remember? From Outcast? Yeah. That was Hey Yeah. It was a huge hit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey Yeah. 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 I think they were still playing that in the Netherlands when I was there. They were still that was still on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. still late in the music. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you guys uh you guys like the hits though. The, the the stuff that needs to be played like one of the things I appreciated the most about um uh those little uh bars uh Quentin and uh, Nymegan is they would play Backstreet Boys. And I was like we need to be doing that more <laughs> over here. We need like those songs are so important, man. Um so uh, yeah, I guess for you guys then what cuz it's so fascinating to me um you know, in one way or another, you guys have both said to me in, in other conversations that you've kind of always wanted to go and check out America at some point in your lives. Like, yeah, what right. were the things when you got here, or like the people that you met that were just like, oh, this is totally not what I expected or vice versa, where you're just like, oh, I, I could have just stayed at home and watched TV. Like, what were your what were your thoughts? And when I went to America, I was 13. I was I went to New York City with my parents. And it's so weird. Uh, for you guys, but New Yorkans were so nice to us, like, like actually genuinely kind people, uh-huh. Uh-huh. which is something that tourists who go and travel to France don't get to experience at all. No. Like yeah. people being super helpful, that's what I was really surprised by when I went to America for the first time. That's so cool. And I got cool. to see that um, when I went to LA by myself like quite a few times and just people being so open, you know, and being so kind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my first impression too. Uh, so I landed in uh, Florida, Florida, Florida. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I missed my connection because the flight was late. And I'm sorry, I'm laughing at your pain, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good. So I can I can say that my first night in the states. I spent it, uh, yeah, sleeping on the airport floor. I was just sleeping on the floor. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, like it was a nice he texted, experience. But, uh. he, you texted me like, and I felt so horrible because I was I was working on a set. I was a producer's assistant at, at the time, so I was doing twelve hours. Like, um, so I remember just looking at, at at my phone, like waiting for you to come in. I remember not being able to pick you up from the airport, like having to coordinate with Adam Dewalt, like my roommate, and um, at the time, and I was just like, man, I feel so bad, like that I can't be there to greet Quentin. And then on top of feeling bad about that, you text me and you're like, uh, yeah, I've been sitting here for, or no, you said I've been in airports for the past 23 hours and it just crushed my soul. Like when you sent me yeah. that, I was like, I've, what did I just put this guy to? This is, it's like he's going to fucking Central Africa. Like what, what was that? <laughs> Why did it take so long? It was yeah, crazy. I mean, it, it, it was just bad luck because, because my, my first flight was late. But, uh, but as I said, okay, I slept on uh, I slept on the course, not cool. But the staff at the airport was so helpful, so nice. Uh, they got me under the flight for free, so that was really really nice of them. I probably wouldn't have been that easy in other countries. Okay. So, yeah, they, they, yeah, I, I could really feel the you know the customer culture. I mean, the service culture. Uh, that, that you guys, guys have in states, like, like basically customer, customer is king. Yeah, so we, yeah, it, it's, it's a bit different. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. have to <laughs> negotiate for everything. <laughs> yeah, um, even in that, like I only 
I didn't really go to too many nice uh, restaurants in Toulouse because it was so expensive. We just uh, bought groceries <laughs> and ate, um, like, you know, <laughs> we just, <laughs> I don't even know what we could have done. I've got the right, man. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, God, I was trying to remember what I was going to say. Oh, but with New Orleans, though, that is kind of the, the claim to fame, even in this country, is that, like, there, there really is this sort of particular comfort culture in New Orleans that you can't get anywhere else. Where people, I'm not going to say waiters and waitresses are particularly, like, the fastest, most, you know, you might not get the fastest service there. It's going to be slow. But, mm-hmm. like, they're really going to take care of you. Also, if you come in more than three times, they're going to remember your name. They're going to remember where you sat. You know, if you want to sit there again, that kind of thing. It's, yeah. it's really, it, it, it really it, is it, awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's cool. really cool. And I'm done with the slow life, you know, as long as the service is a priority. So. Yeah, it's, it, it really is. Like, it's kind of that exchange. Like, you know, you might be there for two hours, but you might, they might end up being your best friends by the end of it. Um, but, I, feel, uh, I feel like it's also true with uh, Chicago. Like, they're okay. so slow over there. Yeah, but yeah. Su- such, such nice people. I love them. I love Chicago. It's such a cool place. So where else did you go in the states? Name like if you just the cities, if you could. Yeah, New York, uh, Chicago, Miami Beach, which was terrible. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, I'm actually was born oh. in Miami. Miami's yeah. terrible. One of the wor- like. Well, tell me why you think it's bad before I tell you why it's. I think it's. Bad. <laughs> Only it's either racist old people who go there, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to go yeah. retire, basically. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or teenagers, you know, who go and like drink alcohol and and have sex and do drugs and yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. terrible, <laughs> terrible. Every, everything we hate. <laughs> like, <laughs> Quentin, yeah, Quentin couldn't sorry. find anything bad about anything you just said. There. <laughs> Where's the bad part? But no. So, I, I, yeah. I mean, that's you're spot on. You you really nailed Miami. Um, that's it. That's the whole. That's the whole place. Um, there isn't. I don't think there's a single adult in on South Beach. Like adult is in mentally. Like you could be 85 years old, but you're still wearing like a gold chain. And like you know what I mean. Like there's this sort of perpetual. Yeah, there's this sort of perpetual infancy of like wanting like shiny toys and stuff. And like it is. It, but you know. But it's a show off culture. Like it, yeah. and you can find that anywhere in the world. But like I think Miami has a particular like almost like Vegas level, not as bad. I would say Vegas is the worst, but Miami mm. is almost on that Vegas level of like uh, grotesque displays mm. of like yeah. money and, and wealth. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty upsetting, but then also too, like, you know, Miami has a great culture and a great cuisine and lifestyle, but it's so hard to find good people in, in a place that has like a culture that's so, you know, obsessed with the looks and people can say that about LA, but I think Miami, it's very much more visible. I feel like. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I, I was surprised. I mean, it's a good thing that you just mentioned LA because that's what people mostly say about LA, just people, you know, being... Right. Like, it's only an appearance, but it's, it's different. It's very different. Right. Like, in, 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 in Miami, Miami, it's only people, you know, wearing clothes, you know, like bright neon colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's so cheap. <laughs> There's something just like, uh, like gr- the only word I can use is grotesque. There's something yeah. just gross about, so like, true. like you said, the neons and the fucking, even, um, have you ever, uh, uh, you actually were in the States when this was big, you know, like ultra music festival and like mm-hmm. the whole, like that whole music festival lifestyle culture. There's something yeah. so over the top about it that, um, and, and it's Miami's kind of the nexus of, of that kind of mm. world. 
Yeah, but uh, were you? Did you go to any of those? Like, did you go to any big festivals or music uh, things in, in America? Uh, no? I went to the Tyler Creator Music Festival in LA, Camp Flagmar. That's the only music festival that I've been to. How was th- How was that? I've never been. It was so cool. I mean, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. I've been a huge fan like since the very beginning, since Bastard, and so it had been a dream of mine to go to Camp Flagma since the very beginning. So it was quite a dream come true, especially like being from France and traveling all the way to LA just for that, and being with a cool community. It's not it's not Coachella, you know. It's not only people going there to Instagram, you know, about it. It was that, it was like people community. real fans, like, yeah, like yeah. people that really want to be there. That's because yeah. that's what I was going to ask. Was like, what was the you know, because that, that's what always kind of maybe not really, you know, get that excited about Coachella is like it seemed very much like a showy kind of thing, even though there's good artists. But like, you're so who else played at Camp Flogma that you saw? Rory Ayers. I actually cried. And Teddy. That's, an, that's that crazy. Amazing. It's a crazy lineup. Wow. That's a, that's that's incredible. And where is it? Like, is, does he have his own? Like venue that he made, that he builds it, or something. It, 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 it used to be at the uh, exposition park in LA, but because oh, okay. George, George Lucas just bought the place to build the museum, I think. Yeah. Now no, it's on uh, the parking lot of the Dodger Stadium. For the past two years, been there. Oh shit! I, I mean, <laughs> now the world's ended, so I can't see it. But I mean, that as literally right, like I could drive right there, like right now. It'd be such a great. Uh, thing to go to because I, I used to love I, I didn't you know what's weird is like for me with odd future I really did identify and love that music when it was big like when I was mm-hmm. like 16 17 yeah. like especially when Earl came out I, that's how I got into it with, I know with oh yeah video for Earl which is actually like I mean honestly it really is that perfect blend of film or of, uh, an image and, and a sound mm. um that song but like that whole era i think for me i i when tyler as much as i still like his music when he kind of you know graduated and matured into a different kind of artist i didn't mm-hmm. really you know i i kind of liked the adolescence of it does that make any sense am i making any sense yeah, right? yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it does it does yeah yeah so i mean like um and and what's cra- even crazier is like you couldn't play any of those songs on bastard you couldn't play <laughs> any of those songs today <laughs> Um, but, uh, man, that was such a great time. I'll never forget how, how much, I mean, that sweat through, um, everywhere because it was coming out of the West coast and coming from the East coast, it was very much like our rap took priority. Like we weren't really Mm -hmm. interested. And then, you know, skateboard culture was big, um, where I was from. So that was kind of the way it bled in. And then once Mm -hmm. all this, you know, people kind of started listening to it outside of people who were skateboarders, then it just took over. Like it was just the, the thing. I mean, for you, like, where do you, I guess, first hear, like, Odd Future and stuff in, in France? Uh, nobody knew about them. I mean, except for yeah. in Paris, but not where I grew up. I was, like, the only weirdo listening to this, you know, very dark. Yeah. Thing. Right. So I, I, I got to hear about them on Tumblr. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah, Tumblr, right? You know, like, back in the days. <laughs> yeah, remember that thing? Yeah, Tumblr. Right? <laughs> Tumblr. And I would just see, you know, the hashtag, Odd Future Whoop Gang Kid Em All, and yeah. this guy whose name was Tyler Creator, and I saw his videos. And, and it was just crazy. I was, like, 15 on my laptop, you know, just being a lost teenager in a small city in yeah. southwestern France. And it was just crazy. And... 
it literally changed my life. I was like, okay, okay so, so people can actually act, you know, not caring about what people might think. You know, you just keep, can be yourself and do whatever you want and, yeah. and use the internet to put it out so people can connect to it. And that was quite amazing to me. So that's totally. why, you know, like, like even, even today, today, I still love, absolutely love Tyler because I connected to what he was doing back then when I was a teenager. But now that I, I'm growing up, Mm. And I'm maturing. maturing, and he's also maturing. I still yeah. connect to what he does, so I'm kind of yeah. growing up at the same time as he does. So it's pretty cool. It, it, that, yeah, that, that's a beautiful thing about an artist that you like really admire when you do see them. Like, cause so many rappers, right? Like, they don't have good endings. They don't have good, you know, things mm -hmm. sometimes cannot go well. But when you see a rapper like Tyler really flourish and then be really kind of um, recognized fully for it, finally, you know, I think yeah. after after so long, like it's such a great. Um, Great thing to see, you know, uh, for him. But I think, like, I'm trying to remember the first time I started listening to European rap, where that came from. So I was, I, I really got into, um, in college, like, going on um, SoundCloud. Uh, I don't know if you guys go on there. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I really got into, I know, yeah, Quentin, um, but, so I really got into it. I think it was some German song, um, and I was like, the, the thing that stuck out to me was, like, they're rapping over a beat that is very like, uh, what's the word, contemporary to the kinds of beats I was listening to at the time. And I hadn't heard that in European rap. It's usually about 10 years behind. Like they're still, especially like French mm -hmm. rap, it's very much sounds like New York rap from like the, the way the beats are sampled and everything to, from what I've heard, right? Mm -hmm. At the time, at the time. And then I heard, um, God, what was that rapper? Um, Retro X, which every time I send it to, 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 Quentin, he's like, yeah, the lyrics are terrible, but I, I can understand why you like this song. But it's like, the reason why I like it is I like Atlanta trap rap music. Like, that's that's yeah. my particular brand that I've always loved. And, like, to hear somebody on the, like, to hear uh, somebody speaking French for being able to rap like that was, like, so cool to me. And then the, I started finding other countries, like, the, specifically the Germans were doing it the best, surprisingly. There's Austrian rappers who are doing these, like, really good, um, you know, kind of Atlanta-style rap songs i'm like mm -hmm. man this is fucking amazing like it was like it just opened up this whole pandora's box on my end of like wow like there's other people doing shit like that is exactly what we're doing here just in a yeah. totally different language yeah. you know and you started, <laughs> take, and yeah. you started, started taking, taking interest in like european rap right, right at the moment when it was becoming a thing in like yeah, yeah in most european countries, countries. Yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's when you got this country, you, you, you had artists that were starting to do that sort of music. I, I remember you once uh, showed me um, yeah, showed me a song from a guy from Iceland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was it. It, it, it was the sort of music already. Yeah. You, you, um, you would always have the same kind of response. You're just like, I can see why you would like this, but like, it's not for me. But no, 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 so, uh, I enjoyed it too. I enjoyed it too. It's, it's just like we always have that debate over like what, what, what are you the most interested in when you're listening to rap? Mm -hmm. And like, to me, it's, like I really pay a lot of attention to, to the lyrics and to, to, to the story they're telling. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's important to me. But it doesn't mean that, you know, just the feeling, the vibe that you can get from like listening to music. I mean, that's still important, and it's, it's different, different, but uh, it doesn't mean that I cannot enjoy it. Of but course, it, yeah, no. But, it, but, but yeah. as I said, uh, back then, it was, it was only starting to be a thing in Europe. 
So uh, maybe I was just not really used to it. Uh, after that, like right when you when well when you were listening to that to the music, that's the moment when I started listening to that sort of music too. And yeah, yeah I got used to it. I discovered it. And yeah, eventually uh, I totally enjoyed it too. It's a little different feeling, different vibes. Yeah, more, yeah. It's it's more about what like the atmosphere than yeah the actual music. Yeah, it's, it's it's style over substance. I mean, Pauline, where do you fall in that? Because from the artists you've named, the, you seem to be very much into the substance, you know, of what they're talking about, like, very much like, you know, Outkast kind of piqued my interest when you said that. Like, mm-hmm. do, you, do you listen to any kind of, like, ignorant rap or, like, nah? Is that not? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not into rap, like, that much, really. Oh, okay. I mean, but it's, it's quite interesting what you're saying because... I feel like, like the, the way, way you feel about European rap is because you don't understand the lyrics, and, and that's, that's how, how French most French people feel about American music. Like we're so <laughs> used to it, but not everybody can speak English, and not everybody pays attention to the lyrics, and right. so they can, you know, like the the beat and you know just the whole atmosphere of the song, and not really paying attention 100%. to yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the poetry. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. Even when you speak English, um, as a non-native um, speaker, usually, I mean, you, you don't fully pay attention to the lyrics before maybe the tenth, the tenth time when you listen to a song, like the first time, so you're just really, mm-hmm. yeah, like more connected to the, the atmosphere, the, the, the um, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the vibes. Yeah, the vibes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And yeah, I think like um, I don't know. I, I think that yeah, I think that's probably the best point. But you know what? Um, this is a, a good segue into films. Uh, so the first time I saw um, Merine, there was like uh, whole sections of it that I couldn't when I had torrented it because I downloaded it illegally. Um, I, I um, there was whole sections of it that didn't have the subtitles. So like I was just watching the movie. And I was like, I, it was still awesome. Like it was still, I didn't know I could, I could <laughs> kind of make out what was going on. It, it almost didn't matter though. It almost really didn't matter. It was just great. And, and like, did, like when you guys were learning English, like were there times, did you have movies like that where you didn't even really get the point of the movie? It was just cool. Did, did that ever happen oh, yeah. for you guys? Of yeah. Course. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like what, what movies do you know? Do you remember? Um, well, well you know, no, like, like for a long, long time, time. Until, until until I was 16, 17, like, like streaming websites were not really a thing. Yeah. So usually, usually like the, the American movies, movies you would watch, yeah, they were in French. They were in French. So, so I, didn't, I didn't really have that problem, problem like not understanding what's going on or whatever. Right. Until right. enjoying the movie. Yeah, because yeah. in France, uh, most most American movies, are like foreign movies, are dubbed over in French. That's so right. We don't yeah, have you know yeah. that issue. Yeah, yeah. You guys do yeah, that. dubbed over. That's the word I was looking <laughs> yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, I mean, were there? I guess uh, because we did talk about off air, Pauline, like you, how much you don't like Jean Luc Godard, and some people listening to this might literally jump out of the window um, from hearing a French person say <laughs> that Jean Luc Godard isn't good. Um, but I could mean, you just I, say I it, get it. the record? Can you just say, can you, I just want to hear it. So I have this <laughs> sample that I can just play. I might make this my ringtone. Can you just. <laughs> I can't stand Jean-Luc Godard. I can't stand his work. Yeah. I get it. I get how important it is. I get how different it is. Like how revolutionary it was back then, you know, just a new, a different style, a new way of, you know, 
storytelling. It's, it's great. It's amazing. But, but I, I just don't feel... Nah, I don't, I don't like, like it. it. It's just not for me. Right. Yeah. And I think, like, the, the, the question always is, like, you know, do things, especially, like, with... Um, films that are i feel like before made before 1970 like is there something you can actually like visually does it is there anything visually stimulating about this like at the end of the day that's what you're looking at when you're looking at a movie like it can have a great story but if it's just sort of a flat kind of movie at least to our taste today it doesn't translate anymore like it could have been good for them but you know that was then you know that's that's Mm -hmm. my opinion i don't know what's your thing with well, not, not, not yeah. trying to sound pretentious, but I see myself as a film historian, so it's my job to really put it myself, you know, in yeah. somebody else's shoes and yeah. trying to figure what it would have been like back then when the film first released. So I can totally understand how impactful it was back then, but it's just... Yeah, objectively, it's just not for me. I mean, it's okay. It's so many movies out there anyway, so I'm not supposed to like every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when, when it, comes it comes to French, French New Wave, I like Truffaut because his work was so different from Godard's. And it's just Godard, like, you know, the flat tone to it? It's yeah. just not for me. Yeah. I like, yeah. I like dialogues, I like the acting, and it's just not what I'm getting from his movies. It's yeah. beautiful. But, like, it's my, <laughs> my roommate, she doesn't get it, but I'm just not into poetry. Like, I get it, it's beautiful. Yes, I get it, but I'm not touched by it. <laughs> Oh my God! And Do you know? That's how I, I feel about the Dars movies. Uh, yo, Pauline. Honestly, thank you, Quentin, for for bringing Pauline on on this podcast because I'll probably want to ask you to come on again because I was an English major and I, I had to, I had to deal with so much reading, so much garbage poetry uh, for so long, <laughs> and and it's so hard to talk about this. This is something that, like, especially amongst like. Like, you know, if you want to say intellectuals or people that, you know, like you said, like you take film seriously, you consider yourself a film historian. Like when you're talking to people who take literature seriously or whatever, like very hard to say, like, yeah, some stuff is just like boring, dude. Like some of it's just like it's not even it's not cool. Like it, there's a there's something you can appreciate about the fact that it exists, but that's about it. And like, that's how I feel about poetry. And it's like, um, I remember I accidentally one time said it at a, po- like we had to go to a poetry reading for our class and, I, and it's in New Orleans. So we're always drinking. So I had like two cocktails and somebody was like, um, yeah, like, oh, are you going to do anything? I was like, oh no, I don't really believe in poetry. As, like, I think I literally said that out loud. Uh, and they, they, lo- they looked at <laughs> I don't at really me. believe in poetry. <laughs> yeah. I don't really believe in poetry. And like, and I remember them just like looking at I, me. Like, I, I have, have no proof, proof that, that it actually exists. exists. <laughs> yeah. Like I just don't really think like stringing words together, like me having to spend 10 minutes, you know, understanding your stanza that like, you know, and it's so much of it is interpretation as well. Like, unless you're talking about yeah. specific eras of poetry that do have historical pinnings, but if it's this, anything other than that, it's just like, sure, man. But I feel like French poetry, though, <laughs> but, but, but I feel like French poetry, though, like, this is even more heresy, right, what I'm saying, because to, 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 to real, like, real intellectuals, like, aren't the French supposed to be the best poets in, in the world? Isn't that the whole thing? Well, I don't know, but the thing is, um, well, with French poets, I think it's probably the best as in the States, like, you don't really have any famous living poets, yeah. And yeah, right. It's something of the past. Yeah. So, right. like, you, I value it. I value it. I have respect for, like, classic old French poets. And, yeah, I mean, the, their work is objectively very good. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah. but still, like, it's interesting to know about it. And yeah, when you there's a few pieces, there's a few well, poems that are really can. Okay, it will sound it will sound cheesy, but like touch your soul. No, of course. Yeah. It's, still, it, it, it's old, so you're, you're glad that it's part of your culture, you're glad that you're learning about them, but still, it's more like uh, general culture, you know about it, it's good, but outside the French class, you're never going to use it. <laughs> right, right. You told me something, Quentin, I wanted to make sure I, I wasn't just like too, we, maybe we were on mushrooms and I, I, this is something that, I, that I've dreamed up. But you told me something about how French people count numbers. That there's like a number, like there's a numerical value that like you don't go over or something that you like add on to things. Like I forgot how you explained yeah. it. Yeah. What is that? Oh, I, well, I don't remember exactly how I explained it to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, the way we count is very weird. I mean, you guys truly. I mean, you go by dozens. You know. I mean, yeah. It is a bit. Special until 20, but after 20 is still irregular. You've got like 21, 22, and 30, 31, and so on, and yeah. so on in rich. And, yeah. and, to, and we, we, we don't do that stuff. I mean, that stuff is too easy for us. Like, come on, like, have, have regular just... dozens? Who, who does that? <laughs> Maybe basic people do that, but then we don't. I mean, we're very French, so we, we, we have to be, yeah we, we, yeah, we have to have our own way, uh, yeah, our own way of. Country. Of doing it, so, oh, totally. yeah, yeah. So I, I want to keep it simple. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah, go too much of course, into detail with that, with that, stu- with, uh, with that stuff. But for example, a very good example I can give is, yeah. uh, you know, like yeah. up until 60, we have the same system, the same system as you guys have. Like, yeah. okay, we ha- we work by dozen, but then like from 70, it just becomes uh, like 60, 10, 80 is four times 20, uh, 90 yeah. is four times 20, and 10. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, four times twenty and ten. Is that that's what yeah, you? Yeah, that's all ninety. Yeah, yeah. That's see. It's just I. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Man, I, 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 I was I was born after French was invented. You know, so <laughs> I, I just went with it. I just went with it. Okay, yeah, so that's how you're counting. And you know, it's pretty funny because we're the only. Uh, I think uh, along with Canadians, we're the only French speakers. Who, who use, use that system, system because, because uh, so, so people, people in Belgium and Switzerland, they also speak French, but they, they were just smart than us on it. On it. Yeah. So, so they, 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 they use a different system to count, and they have their own dozens. dozens. So, so they, they use different, different uh, words to say 70, 70 or 80 or 90. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, we, we obviously understand each other. The, and they, they try, try to use our system when they're in France, and we try to use their system when we're in Belgium, or whatever. Oh, that's nice. But, uh, but, but still, like, one of the most noticeable uh, differences in yeah. all the, the kinds of French that we speak is actually when it comes to numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I mean, there's so much about French I'm just not going to ever understand. But that's the cool thing about it is that one thing that I really loved when I went to Toulouse was um how like unapologetic like when 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 you when i talk to a lot of european especially dutch people they have this sort of like they don't they're not uh, you know they look at nationalism as like a completely bad thing like not nationalism dutch people, yeah definitely yeah, yeah right like they they look at it as like and there are of course bad things that happen when people get too nationalist but like there is also something about being in a culture where people truly are proud to be who they are and i've really felt that when i was in yeah, france but 
but you know, since you're talking about the Netherlands, they yeah. have that weird specific thing that is, they don't have that national pride. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it's more like, yeah, I'm Dutch, like, it's sort of cool, but it's not a big deal. Like, okay, yeah, the, yeah. Netherlands, the Netherlands are not that all in, you know. Yeah. It, it, there's nothing incredible about it, but still, uh, like, when it comes to, like, the individual culture that they have in the Netherlands, yeah. they sort of have that mentality that, okay, I'm Dutch, I'm smarter than you. Yes, yeah. A lot, of smug, a lot of smugness uh, amongst yeah, people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. it's not really about the nation, it's not really pride, a pride about being Dutch, mm-hmm. but still, they have that individual pride, like, I'm smarter than you, I don't know you, but I assume I'm smarter than you. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, that's definitely, did you ever go to the Netherlands, Pauline, or? No, never. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely got its good good points. We were I we, I don't want to completely shit on it. It, it was a great oh, time. No, no, oh yeah, no, no, no. I really enjoyed my time in the Netherlands. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I can I can talk about the flows, but they also have a lot of amazing qualities. And it's the same as like when we like from a French perspective, we're gonna speak about like our experience in the states. Like obviously, there were a lot of things I disliked, but uh, there were also a lot of things I, I find very nice. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. No, I, I really want to go, but because I grew up in the southern part of France, when I was when I was younger, I would always go to you know like Spain and Portugal and Italy, and I never went to the northern part of Europe, which I uh, I consider the Netherlands the you know the yeah, northern yeah. part of Europe. Yeah, it, it's right. Sweden, no Norway, but still, you know. Yeah, I see your point to, compared yeah. to where you are. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, but like um, uh, I know one of the things that really shocked me as an American, like going to because uh, you know. The main reason why I went to the Netherlands uh, was because they spoke English, because I knew I wasn't going to be able to, like, pick up a language. And I was trying at the time to learn German, because I was really into German films, um, specifically, like, uh, uh, Fassbender's movies. Like, um, if you ever saw Satan's, have you ever seen Satan's Brew? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. By Rainer Fassbender, um, who made, like, a million movies. He he was in the 70s. Yeah, literally a million movies he's he's made. But... um, yeah, I got really into a lot of his stuff, and and then I got into Michael Haneke, who's Austrian, um, and that was really so. Yeah. So after I saw that, did you ever see the film? Um, actually, I think it's in French. It's called uh, "Fuck the Piano Teacher" in English, so that would be "Le Pianiste," right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It is. yeah, yeah it's very, very good movie. With the woman, not the people get it confused with the Adrian Brody uh, Holocaust movie. Not uh, that. I, I will admit yeah, that was the one, of yeah. these one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you thought I was talking about the Adrian Brody movie. Yeah, yeah, I was, but uh, no, no, no. the other one. Yeah, the other one by Michael Haneke is uh, about this piano teacher, I think in Vienna. Um, yeah. Who, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't want to give it, people watch the movie if you're listening. But um, it's, uh, yeah, so that got me into, I was like, okay, well, I'm already an English major. It's part of the Germanic language. Maybe I might learn something about linguistics. Maybe I might get into, you know, ling- I was thinking about that when I got when I took German and then uh, I realized I just wasn't ever going to be able to speak German. I can read some <laughs> of it sometimes and I like German rap. So I was like, you know what, uh, you know, uh, I'll try to do something. Cause at first I was trying to go to Berlin and then that didn't work out. Um, and then I ended up, they were like, okay, we have this other place in the Netherlands and they speak English there. And I was like, perfect. So I go there and the, per- the first thing that I noticed was how different, like really like what you were saying from like Southern Europe to Western Europe to Northern Europe, how like extremely different people were i don't know quentin if you remember yeah. like when we were um remember that like uh uh it was like a 
what was that uh, country night where everybody grouped up in their different look like uh, groups of countries and we all did like a fucking you know a skit that represented the country. Yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember that. that. Someone should have yeah. filmed that. That was that was actually a really interesting <laughs> moment in, in human history. What, what happened in that room? But um, <laughs> it was uh, it was like yeah, it was crazy how. Um, there was, and, and I respected this at, at the beginning, you know, because well, we were there for about eight months. So there was a real transition for me of like getting to understand, you know, just other cultures in general. But like, um, one of the things that like struck out were like certain groups just were not going to speak English unless they had to. Like in the French were the oh. first that I noticed, then it was the Italians, then it was like, Pretty much every Latin language speaker yeah. was just yeah. like that's not what I was going to say. Yeah, French. It's a Latin thing. It's a Latin thing. Yeah, but I, I was like, yeah, hey, you know, I would, I would do that too. But I think it goes back to like, I, I one of the things that I appreciated like was just people. You know, French people were French. They weren't. Unless me, I, I guess maybe like in other places they were more cosmopolitan. But I felt like in Toulouse, like you really, I really felt like I was in you know, a truly foreign country. Whereas like there were places in the Netherlands where I felt like I could have been anywhere, you know, it was just like, looked like yeah. at any other place, you know, everybody was speaking English pretty much. And it was, you know, not mm. that interesting, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I think it's going to the fact that, well, the Dutch themselves don't value their culture as much as we do. Right. Also, uh, they don't so, have dubbed over movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. That, that counts. But, but still, it is a very, international Americanized country. Yeah, that's the uh, word, we yeah. already discussed that, that and, and yeah, I know we agree in it to say that the Netherlands are like the United States of Europe, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, actually we did we, we did we did come to that conclusion. But yeah, I mean, um I guess yeah, I guess so like for you guys, um I mean of course we're in quarantine world right now, but like I'm curious to know like uh Pauline, like what do you want to do with film? Um, I really want to promote film history. Like, I want to work for Revival Movie Theater or Classic Film Festivals and, like, introduce movies and write books and give conferences and just, you know, be, like, passing it over to future generations. I don't want to make anything myself because I'm not an artist, but I can appreciate art, except for poetry. <laughs> right right but we all know that that's not like it's not real though so you actually are an, you, you're totally in the right to, to not appreciate it it's not an actual thing but yeah right. <laughs> so I, just, I, yeah. I, I, I just want to learn as much as I can about movies and passing it over just being like link you know from one generation to the next one and that's it like just share it you know to other people and hopefully somebody who will read my stuff or like hear me and see me would have you know this you know, yeah. how, can, how can you say, um, epiphany, yeah, you know, kind of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like be like, oh, oh I want to make movies, because right. I've heard that person talk about, about movies with such passion that, you know, I'm so into it now, I want to be that person, like, totally, just, yeah, inspiring yeah. people. Yeah, and it's always great, like, you know, when you're just getting into movies, you're right, like, you do need that person who can kind of point you in the, in the direction, right? Like, it, it, I mean, with the internet now, it's easier, but it's, it always does matter, like, to have a real source of, like, somebody telling you, like, you know, this is why this matters, or, like, this is yeah. a, a good, you know, like, really giving context to films, I think, is so important now. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we had this discussion, I think, last week about the... Um, the, the scandal of uh, the QD film. 
Oh, what do, wait, before we, before we get into Arthur, what does Pauline think about that? Before we go any further, the cuties about movie. What? The movie Cuties. What, what did, I, I meant to ask you about that way earlier. The, you know the movie that just came out in, in well, America? It's got a different title in French, so, uh, and I don't know it, to be honest. But, uh, oh, Mignon. Oh, the, the one, the, the yeah, Mignon. Oh, yeah, Mignon. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's I, I haven't seen it. The, the one that uh, it went to Sundance, right? Um, I don't. I I have no idea. I hope. It, I mean, I, I listen. I the think, more... <laughs> I think he won a prize at Sundance, and that's when Netflix, you know, signed the deal. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I haven't okay. seen it. I, okay. I wanted to see it before yeah. the controversy. Yeah. And I, I want to see it even more because you know. <laughs> Conservative yeah. America is such a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Quentin the moral panic you guys have caused over here. You have no idea the bomb that yeah, you've but, set off. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I, feel I feel like ninety nine percent of the people getting crazy, crazy over it haven't watched the film and haven't even tried to understand why it's talking about. Uh, yeah. Well, what I've and heard, I, somebody actually, yeah. I was I was listening to another podcast, and some guy was like. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the movie itself is definitely not what they're portraying it, but he's like, but it's still little kids twerking. Like, he was, yeah. that was his thing. He was just <laughs> like, it's still that. And then they were talking about there's some scene at the end of the movie that's supposed to be really horrifying that I don't, I've never heard about prior to it. Because remember, when we were talking about it, Quentin, those two weeks ago, it actually, I don't think yeah. it had fully released. It didn't fully release. It was just the trailer that had popped up on Netflix. So that's what caused the initial spark of, like, people going yeah. crazy. And yeah. then the movie yeah. came out, yeah, and then it just got drummed up even more, like, like I mean, geez, the shit that I wish I could have recorded some of the stuff people have been saying <laughs> and about France and, and shit, I'm like, Jesus. But, yeah. uh, I don't have anything against a movie that, you know, that creates controversy. That's actually a good thing, you know, just, you know, pushing people yeah. out of their boundaries, you know, just creating something. Like, mm -hmm. it's totally. interesting. If it's a good movie. If it's just yeah. a bad movie, then there's no point to it. Totally. Good point. Yeah. Holy shit. I think that really is kind of what, um, what validates controversy is like, did it, it was, well, number one, was it entertaining, right? Like some, so, so many movies I feel like now that get awards, um, that are trying to be like, I guess, have some sort of social commentary, like almost miss the fundamental mm -hmm. point of a movie, which is like, yeah. I should at some level like to see this. Like, I don't know, like if it's as, as much of a thing in, in French, uh, cinema as it is in America, but all, all of the like major winning films for like the past, I think, was it like three or four uh, years were like either fit into one of three categories, like slave movie. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, or has, Green, yeah. Green Book a couple of years ago. Yeah, Green Book. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's slave movie, and now it's turned into like yeah. um, white guy helps black guy movie. Right. Um, and then there's the like, uh, I have to find my daughter, Should no one's helping me movie. <laughs> and then there's the, um, the one that, that wins the awards is always the I have AIDS or I'm um, seriously, or or I have some terminal illness, and everybody's you know like that's that. The, the, so, is are there stereotypical films in France that like always win awards? Uh, not really. I think it's quite different from one year to another. Yeah. 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 I mean, for for example, for example, um, there were, uh, there was the scandal in France last year. Because uh, I, I cannot remember at what festival it was, but um, the movie that won the prize was uh, Dreyfus or Lacan Dreyfus. 
Oh, it was uh, a Cesar. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it, it is a movie that was made by uh, Roman Polanski. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you know it, it was, was right in the middle or after uh, the Me Too movement. Uh-huh. And, you know, people were talking about rape and everything. It was, like, really becoming a topic that we can discuss mm-hmm. as a society. And Roman Polanski was like, I actually have a few things to say about rape. Is that kind of the yeah. point? <laughs> And the movie itself, I have nothing to say against it. I haven't watched it, but I think I think it's good. I mean, each one I each one an award. What, so, so what is it about? Like, what's the premise? Does he just like talk about? Like, what is he? Is it like a documentary? Or? Okay. No, it's not a documentary, but it is indeed uh, like a history movie. Uh, so I, I don't want to make it long, but basically, it's something that happened like uh, over a century ago in France, yeah. where a um, a, a Jewish, Jewish officer, officer in the yeah. French army was accused to be a traitor. That uh, he was accused to give uh, to give out information to to Germany, uh, which he was not. I mean, it was, it was someone else who was doing it. But because he was, because sorry, because he was Jewish, uh, yeah, he was accused to to have committed a crime. Right. And yeah, yeah, like he he went to jail. Everything. It was a, quite a. Uh, Polarizing, um, well, well topic, topic in the French society back then. Like, you had pro Dreyfus, anti Dreyfus, and everything. Wow. Okay. So, so, so the, 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 the movie is about it, and I think it's probably a good movie. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched it again. Did you Did you see it, Pauline? Did you see the? No, the no, I, no, I haven't. Really, when I was just getting back from America, so I missed yeah. quite, quite a few movies back then. Including the Star Wars movie, but yeah. But it's yeah. just like because it was directed by Polanski, yeah. it was highly controversial to people. It's like this whole debate, like should you judge the, the art, like, you know, the, the piece right. of art, or the artist? Right. It's the same yeah. debate over and over again. So people were like, it's really, really angry, you know, from the fact that he won an award because yeah. that was him and not judging the film. Right. So, oh, I see, I see. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I think, um, man, it is such a hard question. And it is like an internal question. I don't think it'll ever be answered, right? Like, it is one of those things that varies depending on if that particular, you know, bad thing that an artist did affected you or, uh, you know, you know, uh, upset mm-hmm. you in a particular way. I think that's kind of how most people pick and yeah. choose, like, uh, for the most part. But, like, I don't know. I, I would always say, like, at least with like Polanski's early, er, earlier films, like like Rosemary's Baby and stuff like that, I I just I always thought like, actually you know what I thought this more about Ghost Rider, the one that he did with mm. Pierce Brosnan, that there is um there is kind of like an antiquated nature to the way to the way he tells stories that I I feel like mm. he's kind of like I I would almost assume it's because he's a pretty isolated guy I would assume, yeah. so you can kind of feel that in a lot of his movies where he's still kind of I feel like in this like. 1960s world like even just the way he frames things and you know um but yeah it's it's uh it's a it's a difficult question because I, I, what do you guys think about woody allen um our resident you know guy? well it's easy for me because i don't like his movies you don't like his movies no i don't know i'm kidding i'm not i don't like his movies but because i'm not interested in them uh, it's easier for me to, like, judge him for what he did as a person. So I don't really have that, like, moral problem, like, should I put into consideration, like, the great work 
if you're, you're into it, it that he that he made that he that he did, mm. or if I, I should just judge him on the person that he is. Right, right. I yeah, I think because he makes so many movies too with Woody <laughs> Allen, it's almost impossible to True. escape. You can't like yeah, like he's got you boxed in. Like it, like so many yeah. um, uh, decades have so many good Woody Allen movies. Like I, I don't know if you have ever seen Stardust Memories. Um, did you ever see nope. that movie? It's no, see, no, no. like I it, okay, so. fucking black and white um, Woody Allen movie from I don't even know what year. He's young as hell in the movie. Like he looks tw- maybe thirty, and it's hilarious. It's like just as funny as any comedy is today, no. um, and um, it's outrageous. It makes it, it's it's a movie that makes very little sense. Has like very thin plot but he really has a, a you can tell like every situation and setup is so meticulously written to be hilarious and like also the way it's shot is, is is great too but you know all of his movies have that ongoing theme of like for some reason women just ha- are just you know falling over themselves to get to Woody Allen which I don't know if that's the most realistic uh projection but it, in the movies they kind of work it's, it's so bizarre um how he did it and did you guys ever see um what was that? Uh, which I, this is a movie I hated actually. What was it? Uh, Midnight um, in Paris. That was t- that was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Did you guys like that movie? You know, or no? I've heard about it, but I've never watched it. Oh god, that was bad. But um, what was another one? So <laughs> what about what about Blue Jasmine? Did you guys see Blue Jasmine? He has so many movies. That's my point. No, e- either. But I told you. I mean, I- I've seen like a couple or more of his movies, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. I-, I just. I just didn't enjoy them. Like I, I'm not saying it's shit, but uh, I just didn't enjoy them. So I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't look any further, you know. I've, I've right. seen the Jasmine partly yeah. because it was shot in Murray County. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. But other than that, I just didn't enjoy. I, I like kind of like enjoy his early work. Like you know, everything you always wanted to know about sex. You know, like these kind of comedies, which right, were right. just yeah weird but in a good way yes yeah. but other than like his most his more, more recent work i'm just not into it so now yeah. you know i came, came to, to a point, point where women when i see whatever 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 movie is best to release i can yes. pretty much be prejudiced maybe <laughs> but i can <laughs> tell whether or not i'm gonna like, like it and whether or not i should actually spend mm. time watching that movie totally and oftentimes i choose not to yeah so yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. If I if I can just add one thing on a topic like of controversial uh, movie makers, yeah, I would say it's. I mean, you know, like when okay, you know what the dude did. Mm-hmm. So I mean, of course, it affects your 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 judgment and your opinion on on him and on what he did as a movie director. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But still, like, like when, when you watch, watch a movie that really exists, I mean, especially if you watch it several times before you knew about the bad things, things you made it. Right. Uh, well, it, it already exists. exists. It's already part of your culture, sort of. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't really judge them on that. I mean, the, the pizza part already exists. So, okay. And I can still enjoy them. No, it's more about, like, the, the movie system and doing the future, like, about the exposure that we should allow him to have. Right. Yeah. Like, n- n- knowing what Kevin Spacey did, I cannot not watch Usual Suspect. I'm sorry. I just can't <laughs> give up on that movie. Okay. Because it's so good. Or okay, wait, actually. Movie, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's such a horrible man, but I yeah. cannot just give up on watching all the movies that he produced. 
No, yeah. I think the Weinstein thing really proves the point um, to the entire like collective Western world that no, actually, we don't care about what artists have done. Uh, we do care more about the art because if we really didn't care, like if we really cared about what artists did, then yeah, 90% of the good movies that got made in the last, uh, what, 20 years would be, we would all stop watching them. I mean, every Tarantino, every good Tarantino movie, every mm-hmm. single um, major, basically major uh, um, box office hit, like, especially if you look at Dimension Films, which is Bob Weinstein's company, his brother's company. If you ever yeah. saw like the movies like, um, like Scream, uh, Final mm-hmm. Destination, all the, these films that painted our, 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 you know, early adolescence, like imagine having to just not be able to watch any of that stuff anymore. Like it just, right. you can't, you can't do that with yourself. Yeah. As, as horrifying of people as they are, I mean, it, literal, de- like, like if there were devils on earth, it would, it would have been Harvey Weinstein. And uh, um, it's insane that, that, uh, that that's connected to artwork that's so beautiful to so many people, isn't that? I know. It's a strange thing. It's- same goes with Polanski. I can't yeah. give up on watching Chinatown or Rosemary's Baby, which are two of my favorite movies ever. Right. But yeah. I feel like the, the, the cancel culture is not as big in France or in Europe in general as it is in America. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, you guys still have at least some level of free discourse. Like, that, like this is what I've been saying to Canton uh, pretty recently is that, like, on every level of American society right now, simple discourse is just breaking down. Like, people can't agree on like very simple yeah. things. So I feel like that's what's sort of at stoking flames to cancel culture. But I feel like you guys, I mean, how, how are you guys dealing with it actually in France with all this sort of like online stuff and like, you know. Well, it, it, it is still sort of a thing, thing because, because we are, are, I think the entire world is influenced by what's, what's, what's going on in the States. States. Yeah. So uh, I wouldn't say that the cancel culture is not a thing in France. It's just not as big. So, so yeah, yeah you, you've, you've got, got people, people who will say uh, we, we should not, uh, we should not accept that anymore. We should ignore it, like pretend it never happened, or like yeah, yeah just, just get, get rid of everything someone did. So what do you do? You do you guys um, watch that French show? Uh, it's, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix in America. Um, it's called. Uh, Call my agent. It's probably yeah, yeah, totally you like agree. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, I, I want to know what Pauline, <laughs> Pauline thinks about that movie, that show. Uh, what do you think I about have, that show? I haven't watched it, to be completely honest with you. I recently just got, just subscribed to Netflix. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> At um, the very beginning of lockdown, that's when I first subscribed to Netflix, and I have still so many things, other things to watch. Of course, and this yeah. is not on the top of my list. <laughs> well, my question about that show is um, I can't tell if it's good or not, like, because it's, um, like, there are moments in it that I'm like, this is so interesting to me because I've never seen this this world before. But then I, there are moments in it where I'm like, were they acting good or was that bad acting? I can't tell if that was bad acting. You know what I mean? It seems kind of over the top at certain moments. I, I know you haven't seen it, but, Kantan, you, you've seen it, right? Uh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it a good show? I can't tell. Yeah, I would say it is. Okay. I would say it is. Uh, I would say it's not over the tone. I, I would say, yeah, I would say it's more like... I don't care. I'm not taking myself seriously, uh, and that's basically the point of the show, you know, to do the show for superficial. Everything can be in that industry. Right. Okay. All right. Well, then yeah, it makes more sense then. So but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the thing about this show is that even the agents, they're all actors. They're all the people that we know, and and yeah, yeah, the. the, the, the 
that either, either playing, playing themselves, like the, the, the character they're playing, is their actual self. And yeah, they're, they're not really taking themselves seriously, you know, they, 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 they sound serious and they are on purpose, but just to point out how ridiculous and superficial, um, yeah, this industry can be. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, because I noticed, yeah, they had Cecile de France playing herself, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, and I guess you're saying a bunch of other characters are also real people. Like yeah, you know, people yeah. who are playing, like yeah, in, in in the film industry there. Oh, okay. That, well, now the movie, now the show makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, so so, Pauline, like, are there like American TV shows that you particularly like, or is are you mostly on movies? Uh, some TV shows. Breaking Bad is still my favorite one. Okay, Breaking and, Bad. And, and yeah, Breaking Bad, Soprano. You know. Yeah. Sopranos. Yeah. yeah. Um, thing is, for like two or three years, I had no Wi-Fi in my apartment, so I kind of gave, gave up on this habit of watching TV shows. I want right. to go to my best friend's apartment and, same as you, illegally download movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of gave up on TV shows. Recently, I, I watched, you know, Green Hornet with Bruce Lee, like the 1960s TV show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? It was actually really cool. Yeah. Well, like, didn't, didn't age, age well, well but... <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my next question. Did it, how, how did it age? Yeah. Um... Yeah, not that well. It's not like fine wine, <laughs> but it's good. It's enjoyable, enjoyable for sure. You know what's a w- worth... Oh, sorry. Continue. I was going to say, it's, it's not as bad as, you as the, the, the Batman, Batman TV, TV show, show that was released <laughs> at the same time in the 60s, which definitely, definitely <laughs> didn't age well. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen too much of that. Uh, I've just seen like bits and pieces of it because it's kind of always used as a goof. Like anytime yeah. you see a cut of that show, it's used in some comedic way for something else yeah. at this point. Yeah, um, but I actually haven't I haven't seen it myself. But I was gonna say, um, God, the, the if there is a, a an old school TV show that I think um, is worth illegally downloading, uh, have you ever seen Miami Vice? Like the original Miami no. Vice. You should check that out. I would say that's like. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's it, like, I, like, so if you can appreciate something just for like the historicism of it, then you'll love it because it, it is mm-hmm. kind of a little bit slow, like yeah. to pick up, you know, the, the way the story is told is a little bit different than how we yeah. tell stories now, you know, but it's so like such a beautiful, like piece of mm-hmm. like American artwork. It, it really yeah. is like Phil, Phil Collins literally scored the like <laughs> in the air. Tonight. Like, it, it's like, it's like there's whole sequences of the, of the show that is a music video like they just are like okay we got a call we got to drive to like this side of miami and then they get in the car and then it's a four minute them driving in a ferrari to phil collins and then it goes back into like whatever they were doing it's so um audacious and, and, and it is miami in a lot of ways it really is miami yeah in a lot of ways so um it, it, it's, it's kind it's of weird, weird that you're mentioning phil collins is a way to get me into it yeah well you're into <laughs> phil collins yeah yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, uh, no, he's not, you're not, you don't like Phil Collins, uh... Mm, I mean, know? my, 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 my father, father used to listen to his music, and, yeah, I kind of like, like it because of my father when I was eight or something, but not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate Phil Collins, I really do, um, but, okay, uh, cool. yeah, but I hear you, though, I mean, it is, da- <laughs> it is dated, it is, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie, um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, there, there really is some fantastic, just, uh, you know, artwork, uh, just art, artistry in that show as well um but you know oh man i'm trying to think of uh any other like french films off the top of my head i can think of that i really liked 
I know Marine was definitely number one for me. Please, Please don't, don't mention, mention the Untouchables. Um, not the Untouchables. I don't think I ever saw the Untouchables, actually. Um, God, what's the... There was a big one that came out. Um, yeah. Could you guys name some big French films that, that, I would, that Americans probably would have uh, seen before? Yeah. La Mom with Marion Cotillard. Yeah, um, she played, you know, the Edith Piaf movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what movie I saw? Maybe you sent me this, Quentin. La Belle History, which is like four hours long. That movie. Do you remember that movie? La Belle History. Oh. La Belle. Oh, with Matt Mikkelsen. Yeah, I think that. It's not a French movie. No, no, no. This is, wait, hold on. Um... No, no, this is, uh, okay, wait a second, wait a second. Um, I'm, I'm literally on Google right now trying to find this. It's an old French movie. Uh, I'll just drop it. I can't find it. But anyways, um, yeah. I couldn't understand what movie you were referring to. Yeah, it's something, it's like a really long French movie where they like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a historical movie. I, I know you sent me one about World War One, Kantan. What was that movie? Um, that you That's sent me. World War One. It was a, it was the uh, or another war. It was like a French war movie that you sent me. Yeah, you know, I can think of different ones. I, I don't know. We we discussed movies so many times. Yeah, we really did. Jeez, we're we're, we're failing right now. Bringing some up. <laughs> can can you just tell me what what basically goes on in uh, what happens in the movie? So okay, um, I think it's. Some there's it's some historical period in France like I want to say I, that's why I'm saying it's like pre World War II. Um, it's like uh, the history of like some I want to say it's like some guy's family or something that he's trying to like raise or protect like while this war is going on something like that. I, La that vie is, is is that what it is? Is that what no, I'm trying no, to? No, I don't think so. That's from uh, I don't Italy. think so because Italian. it's Italian. No, I think it's a different movie. Sorry, man. Like, uh, I'm so stupid. Yeah, right. I'm I can't sorry, remember guys. it either. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> let's let's try to let's try to let's try to let's try to um, help me learn here. What are some French movies, and also for the audience that everyone should see? Uh, you guys, give us give us your top. top yeah, we were discussing it. Just earlier yeah, with Pauline. Uh, I would advise. Uh, Leave Okay, Leave yeah, Okay, It's it is a movie that was released, I think, in 77 or 78, something like something like that, maybe even earlier than that. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a movie about um, two friends, it's the two guys who just like, well, living their life outside society, you know, just, just mm-hmm. like stealing stuff, stealing cars, whatever. And mm-hmm. like the. The name, the name of the movie is because of. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning of it, uh, one of the two guys got shot in like in the well, in his testicles. Oh, so that, that's a reference. But um, I really don't know how I could like tell, yeah, tell the story without you know like spoiling the plot. But basically, oh, yeah. it was very. It was, um, uh, like, it was very, um, it's talking about a lot of uh, subjects that were not okay to, to discuss in public back then. 
You yes. know, like security, freedom, freedom of those. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, right. sorry, I, 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 I'm not saying it right. <laughs> it's all right, man. I, I think if, if, if you want, what we can do in, in the description is I can just put some, some of the names of these films down and then uh, people can look them up yeah. for themselves. But uh, what about you, Pauline? Do you have, like, must-see French films or what do you think? Um, I would say, so, so yesterday when you talked on the phone, you mentioned your love for Widow Freaking, right? Yeah, for, yeah, Fredkin, yeah, yeah, big Freaking. time. Uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. so he made that movie called Sorcerer, and it's a remake from a French movie called The Wages of Fear. Right, yeah. Which is a totally black and white movie, movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, oh man, man, the tension in that movie is just out there. out there. It's incredible. And it was, it was made, like, like, in the 50s, 50s, and it's still highly effective today. Wow. I'm going to definitely so watch good. it. I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. for sure going to watch it. Um, highly recommend it. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and then, 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 yeah. There's, there's another, another one, one. It's called, called the uh, um, Eyes Without a Face. face. It was released face. in 1960. And it's considered like the French, the first French gore movie. Oh. Uh-huh. Which is not gore. Yeah. But it's highly, like, the enemies that you feel watching that movie is. Right. Oh, love it. Yeah. Such a beautiful movie. Such a beautiful movie. We have many really good movies outside of French New Wave. Um, okay, I have some. Yeah. I have some French. I actually just thought of some French movies that I loved. Uh, okay, here's one. La Aine. I loved that movie. Oh, yeah. That was a great oh, yeah. movie. Oh, man. Oh, yes. uh, I don't know how I couldn't. Hold on, Quentin. You broke up there a little bit. I can't hear you that well. Hey, uh, you guys there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, good. Just got this. Okay, he's back on. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, got you there. Yep. No. So you guys, I'm, 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 yeah. di- I'm dying to go to the bathroom. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if Please, you yeah, give, take. Give me okay, a no, no, no problem. I'm, I'm no back problem. on it. I'm back yeah. on it anyway. Me and so, Quentin uh, can can talk. Yeah, well, she's got to go use the bathroom, but um. But yeah, dude, Laane, you showed me that when we were in the Netherlands, dog. That was insane. yeah. I did. Oh man, I, I did. Did you remember uh, like the context stuff? Like what, what was actually happening when I showed you the movie? Um, yeah, I think so. Because I, think I, do, because I, did, I, did, I, I didn't watch it with you. I launched the movie. I started watching it with you, but I. In the yeah, end, I didn't watch it with you. Oh, okay. No, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, that is very much correct. How that happened, uh, but. No, I, I mean, um, I think uh, Laane for me was like just uh, like it was just such a uh, roller coaster ride, man. Like, and, and it also was like super interesting, like side of of uh, Par- Parisian life. It took place in Paris, right? Was that where it took place in Laane? You there, Quentin? Yeah. yeah. Well, wait. Okay. okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah like. Uh, I get randomly disconnected sometimes. Oh, no, it's all good. I was saying... Um, okay, so, so, sorry, I couldn't hear your sentence. Yeah, I was saying uh, it took place in Paris, right, Lahaine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was the other cool part about it, was it showed me, like, kind of, like, the hood part of Paris, you know? Yeah. yeah. Very interesting yeah. kind of setting. Yeah, 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 I, yeah man. I think for Americans, it can be very interesting to see what, like, the hood looks like in other countries, like, in Europe. I mean, mm-hmm. I think... Well, 
It's not true we can play ball because yeah, the situation is different. But uh, still, you, you can. Am I? Am I you there? Are you there? Hey, Quentin, I'm I'm losing you. I can hear the, I can hear people I can hear like where you are. Ouais, mais je crois qu'en fait il y a un contact avec mon. Oh, he's, I think he's ordering guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I have a problem with my headset. I, I trust you to edit it. Bro, <laughs> oh, we'll be fine, man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Don't worry about it. I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I was joking. I, I was just saying. I, I think it's interesting because he just gives you. Yeah, it gives you an impression of what the hoop can look like in, in France or in Europe in general. Yeah, and it, I thought like too, just the shooting style was like super um, unique to me. Like I'd never seen a movie that really felt and looked like that. And like, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was so, so original. So because, because, yeah, yeah, I, I think it was made. Yeah, it was made in the early nineties. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, they chose to make it in black and white. So you, you have that special atmosphere. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, yes, it's a special film. And then, um, God. Uh, I, I, I gotta wait for um, Pauline to come back. I want to ask her about what you guys thought about the French connection. Hey, She's Pauline. Hi there. What'd you think about the French connection back in the day? Oh, <laughs> love it. <laughs> love it. I mean, this kind yeah. of, you know, 1970s movies, I'm just so into it. So into it. Yeah, so yeah. And yeah. Gene Hackman. I mean, yeah, right? Come on. Like, like the, the conversation, conversation and the French connection, that kind of movies. This is just incredible. And like, like the, 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 the chase scene? Yeah. Ooh, man. It, oh, it's, 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 it's like uh, the French Connection. I, I had to watch it maybe three or four times before like mm -hmm. I really... Because there's, you know, like it, it just the way from like from the way the story's told, there's a lot you can miss if you're not paying like mm -hmm. real serious attention, you know, and really listening to what people are saying. And man, like by the time I really got what was going on with that movie, I was like, what this is like and it really i mean it won academy award right for like for that year uh, it, was, yeah. it, it, it did get all the accolades but like very few films do you say like yeah this deserves all of the <laughs> praise like it is just so end-to-end -end perfect um yeah. of a movie yeah it really is um but uh yeah i think like um one of the cool one of the weirdest things to me i remember like uh i remember seeing that extended cut of apocalypse now if you ever saw that one, the director's cut, where it's like uh, there's extra scenes in it, um, mm -hmm. there's that one where he goes to that like French outpost in the middle of uh, uh, Vietnam, and then yeah. I remember in, <laughs> I remember watching that scene, and I was like, I wonder if there are like French Vietnam War movies. Are there? Like about the Vietnam War from the French perspective, like who like prior to our so. invasion? Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I, I'm sure there must be a couple of movies at least about it. But it's Fucking that, you, you, you know, it's funny because, uh, like, so in like China war, new China war, we were so so before we Vietnam war, we were fighting in Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia. We're all part of what we call Indo, uh, Indo uh, yeah, Indo China. Yeah, which was like a former a former French colony. Right. Uh, it was quite a long war. It was quite a long war, and we had like twice as many casualties as the American War. The Vietnam War. Wow. World War Two. Uh, it was never really considered. 
I just got rid of my headset because I think that's where the problem came from. Yeah, yeah, you sound great right now. Yeah, so I think. Oh, okay, great. okay. I'm just going to continue like that. So yeah, I mean, it was a war that lasted like ten years, and yeah, we were fighting over like to to take, to retake control of former French colony that, that we had lost control over during World War Two because it's Japanese invasion. Still, it was a long war, like something like ten years. We had twice as many casualties as well, the, the American know. army had in the Vietnam War. So, I mean, it's quite important to you know, like a lot of French people died there. Yeah. For some reason, and I think that's because it was right after World War II, and we had to rebuild all our own country and everything. Mm -hmm. We didn't really left that big of a mark on the French, uh, yeah, on the French mind, on the French culture. So even though it was quite a long, difficult war, we we don't have that, um, yeah, that memory, that connection to the part of all history as you guys have in the war. Right, right. I see what you mean. Yeah. So, um, I, I wanted to know. There's this. Um, okay, so this is a French film. It's by Olivier uh, Assayas. Assayas. Yeah, yeah. It's called Carlos. Have you have you seen Carlos? No, I've not, but uh, I've, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's about like that terrorist group in the eighties oh or nineties. Dude, it's the 70s. best. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ! I, like, I think because uh, it's in like seven languages. The movie, um, like they're, they're, they go to so many different places, and it's it's just like a, such an international film. Um, I think, like, man, I, I wish we could talk about that because I, I that for me is my favorite foreign film of all time. It's just like so incredible um but uh yeah I, I thought i think actually it's a miniseries i don't know if it's a full a, like a, a a film that got released um but yeah i might be wrong but yeah um i don't know guys you, you guys want to keep going or what, how are you guys feeling uh, I, i'm still good i mean <laughs> you, you, you're the one uh deciding it's been like over two hours i think but uh <laughs> we can follow actually if we since we're talking about french movies i there was at least one uh last uh director i wanted to talk about sure he's yeah. uh so in french content pure like so for you to be quentin Dupieux, and i think people need to know about his movies because oh, God, it is totally yes. absurd it is totally absurd i mean you, you okay you so i mean if you're not into weird absurd stuff i mean it's not for you it's not for you because mm. half of the movie you're just asking yourself okay what the fuck is going on right because i mean for example one of his most known uh movie is uh is called rubber and it's basically just a wheel with superpower oh, I've, I've seen i've seen that was a french tire. was that a french movie yeah, it, it so is french it's weird, like the, his pattern in his career. He started off, yeah, he's a French filmmaker. He was a French yeah. DJ. And he started yeah. making his movies in America. And now, only now, he's been making French movies oh, in yeah. France. Wow. Which is like the, the complete opposite of what most <laughs> filmmakers do. Like, right. They start the career in France and then go to America. He did the complete opposite to it. Yeah. But he, yeah. yeah. I'm a just little. so grateful that we have someone like, like him, you know, in the industry. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Because he's really showing something new like he's suffering something that yeah like i don't know a lot of other i don't think i know any artist actually any filmmaker that's been doing that sort of thing so probably there must there must be some some of them but i just don't know them and these guys haven't been playing so it's pretty cool 
Uh, I think his first three movies were all in English because, so as Pauline explained, he started making his movies in America first with, with American actors. So uh, there's a movie that's called Wrong. Basically, uh, it's the story of a dude whose dog gets kidnapped. Mm. And it's just, it's just uh, trying to, to get his dog back. And it is so absurd. But it, it's a great movie. I really recommend it. Uh, another one is called Wrong Cops. It's still going on. And it, yeah, Wrong Cops. Uh, the, story, the story still takes place in the United States. So you're, it's mm. basically like... Uh, it, most of the characters are like policemen. It, 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 and it is a story about... Uh, There's one guy dealing weed that he hides into rats. Corpses, yeah, yeah, like there's, there's that cop that's also a drug dealer, and there's one cop yeah. finds like a bag, uh, like he's just uh, gardening, and he finds a bag full of cash in his uh, garden, and yeah. then like they're just like everyone is trying to, yeah, to, to screw to, to screw over yeah. the, the colleagues, and it, it is totally absurd. Oh, I don't want to say too much to... about it, but uh, it, it, it is so good. It, it is they, so they're good. trying to bribe one of the colleagues that they found out has shot pictures for a gay magazine, like a yeah, porn yeah. magazine, and they're yeah. trying to bribe him. So it's like this whole story about all these cops from the same, you know, precinct. And yeah. It's just completely absurd. <laughs> oh, that, that sounds like a movie for me. Yeah, I'm definitely going like, it, to check It's not that dumb. Out. It's actually really well done. It's actually great. It's like good, absurd movies. Like not yeah. this kind of cheap, you know. Right. Like monster, right. whatever movies. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a teenager. <laughs> like, an, like, like an emo uh, teenager. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I love shit like that. <laughs> Sure. Like techno music. Sounds like yeah, a great it movie. Totally it makes no sense. The story is not like Yeah. I don't know if you can say too much about it because I really recommend people looking for like, different movies. Yeah, to, to, take, a look, uh, to take a look at what uh, so Quentin Dupieux did. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. So his, uh, his first three movies are in English. He's like his American actors. Then, The opening sequence of Rubber is a cop talking straight to the audience and he's giving this speech about no reason, like literally no reason. So it's like, so in this movie, why did that happen? No reason. And then if this happened in that movie, why? No reason. And so he's basically just, you know, explaining what's about, what you're about to experience watching his own movie. Right. Why did that guy make that movie? No reason. You know, just, just cause. 
just because yeah. I can't. And it's right. really interesting. It's so cool. There's okay. something there's something really freeing about watching films like that that don't um, hold themselves to such like rigid storytelling structures. Like I don't go super far into the absurd world, but I will say, I mean, like this, the films that I love the most. Um, like I said earlier, the the Michael Haneke film that or not Michael Haneke, uh, uh, Michael Fassbender, um, or Rainer Rainer Fassbender. Michael Fassbender is an actor. Yeah. Rainer Fassbender. Um, he uh, Satan's Brew is this movie. It's like a like the movie um, is about this guy who uh, basically he's a he's a poet that hasn't published anything in over a year. He's um, living with like his like uh, uh, his like older or his younger brother who he's like taking care of, and this like old woman who's like obsessed with him. He goes to the whole movie starts like the opening scene is him going to his um, his uh, uh, publisher and demanding more money like advance money so that he can like pay his bills. And the guy's like, you haven't written anything in over a year. And he just basically had, throws a temper tantrum and like goes on the ground, starts screaming like a bait, like a child. And like, it's just, it, it's this like opening with a scene of madness where he just is manic for the whole rest of the movie. And then there's this real like shift in the film about 20 minutes in where he really has a true like psychotic break where he starts to believe that he's another poet, this uh, guy, Stefan Georg. So he just, the rest of the movie, he's just like, no, I like, I am that, that like this new poet that's becoming like famous. It's, it's this movie that's just like really like an expression of like a, a delusional writer, which, which is why I, I guess I, I like it so much. Cause it's like, he really is so insane. The whole movie, like nonstop. And, and there's so many absurd moments. In it. And, and the cool thing is like, uh, the, even with reading the subtitles, like, they don't even take their dialogue very seriously. Like they'll just say the most insane things. Like and like no one will will react in like a weird way. You know, like they'll just like it's totally normal. You know, I love movies like that. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think I should definitely check out uh, this guy Quentin. Would you say his name was? De- De- How do you pronounce that? Dupier. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I guess like. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think Funny Games. Um, that was the first Haneke film I, that I saw because it was a big release in America. Um, but then, uh, then the next one that I saw was uh, Piano Teacher. Um, that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite one. It's a way more serious but like i thought that funny games like really um like you were saying like it kind of showed you like that like there's certain films that show you that certain things are possible that you didn't know were possible before and i thought like the the breaking of the fourth wall is as hack as it kind of seems now for the time at least at my stage and watching films when i saw that i was like this is the coolest fucking thing like when she's looking for the dog and like in the car and he turns around yeah, like that that kind of shit is like uh, I I mean I can't even explain how um and then you know the bleakness of this films though too um I think are very uniquely like non-American. Like you, I don't think you could have a movie that was that or have a filmmaker be that successful in, in America that ends his films in the way that Haneke constantly has these really t- horrifying endings for a lot of his movies. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I could th- be there's wrong. no happy ending to it. But did you watch the American <laughs> version or the original Austrian? So okay, I never finished the Austrian version. I've only seen the American version, but I have seen scenes from the mm-hmm. original mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, uh-uh. wrong no. answer. <laughs> no, I gotta see the original wrong one. Answer. Of course. I gotta, yeah. yeah, okay, Just okay. The, the actors. I mean, in, in any case, you know, it's like such a overwhelming experience, I guess, for the actors to shoot, you know, these very long shots, you know, considering yeah. 
what happens. But yeah, I mean, the Australian actors, they're so good. And it's the original one. You know, it's the OG. You, you have to, course, you have to watch course. it. You have to watch it. No, the you're right. You, you, no, you, you definitely got me there. I should have watched the... But the thing was, is like, <laughs> once you see it with like, the, at least for me, because those actors are so well known, like Tim Roth and um, yeah. I forgot her name. Uh, uh, not Naomi Nicole Watts. Kidman, Naomi Watts. Like, I can't unsee... As good as those Austrian actors probably were, like to me, those yeah. are the people that 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 story happened to, you know. Um, sure. But it's like, you know. But you know, watching this kind of movies in a different language also adds something to the experience, you know, some kind that's of true. unease, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. No, that's a good point. Um, yeah, there's a there was a French film that he a French language film that Haneke just released called Amour, or I believe. <laughs> Or not a more, not a more. Um, it's uh, it's fuck. Well, all right, I'm gonna have to look it yes, up. Yes, I'm, I'm a, yeah. Oh, was it? A, no, no, but th- I know that that was one of his films, but that's not the most recent one that I was just thinking about. Um, there's another one that, that I think it may have won Con or or something. Um, was it a mo- Happy End? It was Happy End. It was nominated. Oh yes, Happy the End. Yeah. 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 Did you did you see Happy End? Did you have to check that one out or? I still have to check it out. Yeah, I completely missed yeah. it when it released. Yeah. Yeah, I no, I, I, Cache. Yeah. Cache was a really good one. Yeah, Cache's great. Did you ever see Benny's video? That's in German. But did you ever see that one that he made? Benny's video was. Did uh-huh. uh, Quentin have you seen that? You haven't seen that one either. Yeah, Cache was probably yeah, it's probably his best, honestly. But um, some of his earlier stuff is just really great. But yeah, guys, um, I don't know. I mean, so like right now, what are some films that you guys are looking forward to seeing? Like, do you, do you happen to like the bigger, you know, box Dune. office stuff? Dune. No? Dune. Dune. Okay. Dune. 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 Okay. Dune. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Why Dune? Why, why, why Dune? Cause I love Denis Villeneuve. He's amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's yeah, of amazing. Course. I mean, I like his earliest work and then Arrival was one of the best sci-fi movies I've ever, ever seen. It was so good. And the Blade Burner movie is probably the most, like, the best movie going experience in the past 10 years for me. Yeah, I'd agree. I think Blade Runner was, like, yeah, that was, for a movie going experience, you know, like, when you pay for a ticket and you mm-hmm. sit down, like, that was, a, that was the most bang for my buck I think I've gotten in, in yeah. recent memory, for sure. Um, but, yeah, Dune I'm looking forward to, for sure. Um, I want to reread the book just so I can remember everything and then and then watch it because like i you know there's so much to that book and so much that story that like i want to soak it up when dennis villeneuve actually like you know puts his time to it yeah but um what about uh the tenant look interesting you guys there was a couple of french actors Yeah, right. You know, he's been out for weeks here. I've seen it twice. Oh, wow. (laughs) 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 I have no life. I spend most of my life in the movies. (laughs) Oh, man. Right, exactly. That's kind of what I'm super curious about because they, they've been very secretive about the actual story. 
Um, and uh, that's that always for me is like I'm super excited when people are that confident about something that they don't want people to, you know, because right now, especially with Hollywood, like when they cut together a, a trailer, like there is a very good chance that you just saw probably the best sequences in the entire yeah. movie. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't happen all the time, but more often than not, like or it doesn't have all the time, but there is a good chance that can happen. But with uh, Tenant, the, the way that they're being so sparse with what they're showing from the film gives me this this real inclination that they know they've got something very good on their hands. So but I'm. That, uh, that's yeah. something that Nolan has been doing since The Dark Knight, basically, like just not yeah. giving up too much about the story in the trailers. Because right. I, I think I think oftentimes the trailers are made by other companies, production companies, yeah. in the movie itself, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Th- there's uh, there's a difference, but. Nolan has been very, very, uh, yeah. how can I say? Secretive, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Which is the yeah. argument, you know, like I said, an argument, basically, you know, just like, you guys, you can see my name in the trailer. I'm Nolan, and I'm, I'm the guy who made Inception and The Dark Knight, so I go and watch my movie. And it yeah. works, and you know what? It works. And I'm happy, and I'm, I'm not going to say, because I've seen it twice, I'm not going to say what I thought about the movie, but I just really really want people to go back to the movie theaters and go and watch a movie because it's always a great experience yeah yeah in any case dunkirk yeah Mm. yeah Right, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think um I think too like uh kind of get getting away from uh big Hollywood uh actors also like he's doing these things that like nobody has the balls really right now to do like if you're gonna make a movie that is hundreds of millions of dollars you've got to have a super big actor attached to it he's like no i don't i don't need to do that i can have i can put someone else bring them up through this film and get he's other in this actors weird he's in this weird position where he's a british filmmaker in hollywood yeah that makes you know like kind of block, blockbuster movies but not really blockbuster like you know it's huge movies highly popular but still different from you know like yeah movies or whatever i mean totally he's yeah. in this strange position which is quite interesting yeah he's and he's really taken advantage of it and like i think yeah. um i think uh, yeah of course of course yeah and i think like uh like you know because because there's always the the nolan light at the end of the tunnel like when we look at how bad a lot of these um you know bigger box office movies are like it sh- it shows you that like you can still make an action movie that's, you know, just a kind of a fun romp that, that is still a good movie, you know? He's yeah. kind of still upholding that, that fact, you know? Mm-hmm. I think 
They can do it. They, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, they are getting rare, and, and you're right. Like, there is something to appreciate, even if it doesn't turn out to be great, like that there was an attempt to do something that's out of the box, you know, that is kind of... And, and, and I don't know about you, Pauline, but, like, there is something, like, not... I, the only, the only uh, films that I don't... That, that, that I, what I'm about to say I do not think applies to are, like, those Marvel films and stuff, but there is something about bad movies, especially, like, movies in the 90s uh, and, like, the 80s, that is truly special. Like, there is truly something good about a lot of bad movies, like... So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody's really allergic to that. And a lot of those films,